This is Maya Anderson with Becker's Women's Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Atiyah Jahar Rashidi, Chief Equity Officer and Vice President of Community Relations at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center in New Jersey. We're going to be discussing Atiyah's new role as Chief Equity Officer and her top priorities for her hospital, as well as the top barriers to access women face when it comes to executive roles. Atiyah, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. A pleasure to be with you, Maya. And to start us off, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background? So to introduce myself, my name, as you said, is Atiyah Jahar Rashidi, and I am the Chief Equity Officer at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center and Children's Hospital of New Jersey. I have been here for a very long time, um, I would say close to 27 years. Maya, put your eyebrows down. I started when I was three years old. <laughs> But seriously, had great opportunities here working at the best, as we affectionately call it, um, the employees here, to be able to grow in my career. I worked in oncology as a oncology research nurse. I worked in infection control. I worked in patient experience as the director to make sure that we are uh, valuing our experiences of our of patients and meeting the needs of our patients in a very um, meaningful way. Also, I had the opportunity to sit in the role of director of special projects, and that's where we looked at um, the social determinants of health and developed programs to address these needs and create access for our patients and community and residents. And also prior to this role um, that I'm in now, I worked in the Office of Diversity and Inclusion as the uh, Director of Diversity and Inclusion to make sure that we are intent in addressing demographics and um, different populations externally and internally of our organization. Wonderful. And you were recently um, named the Chief Equity Officer. Could you just tell us a little bit about what that role involves? Yes, we're a very new role to our institution. I'm really excited about it. It actually gives me an opportunity to integrate some of the services and work that we do internally and, and externally in our community. And so we are looking to implement different uh, programs and initiatives that foster equity for the communities that we serve, to develop stronger community partnerships and aim for improving um, population health, reduce healthcare disparities. One of the exciting spaces as I get to touch is that we have the practice of diversity and inclusion. We have the practice of social impact and community investment. We are very committed to community relations and our volunteer services. So in um, this position, I have the oversight of these areas of which we get to integrate these overlapping services that we are definitely being more effective and efficient as we create platforms of equity to our community internally and externally. And I, I keep talking about the internal and external community because we talk about the patient and the populations that we serve. We also have to engage our employees in a very meaningful way because they are also face front to our patient populations, our visitors, and we want to make sure that we have a valuable impact in their lives as well, understanding that our employees are just as important in our work as we work through the space of equity. 
Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Thank you. And what would you say are your top priorities for your hospital today? And how do you see those priorities evolving within the next 12 months or so? So we're looking at really touching into the spaces of all of our growth initiatives and looking at diversity and talent acquisition and governance, um, making sure that we have a very inclusive and culturally welcoming environment. Also uh, tapping into supplier diversity, where we're looking at our vendor suppliers and making sure that there's equitable opportunities for um, our minority and women-owned businesses to have a platform and our institution and to be able to work very closely to our services here for the community as an anchor institution in the city of Newark. We definitely are focusing on um, the elimination of health care disparities. When we think about um, there was more exposure to it during the height of the pandemic of the disparities that plague black and brown communities. And so we're definitely looking to um, develop strategic plans that we are addressing those areas to work towards elimination. And then uh, across our corporate organization, which is the RWJ Barnabas Health Organization, which we are one of the uh, facilities of, there has been a system drive to create an anti-racist um, environment. And so that we're not only looking at what is going on outside of our hospital walls, but what's internally um, systemic racism and how our policies and our processes are affected by it. So it's a really exciting time to have this position and to be a part of the charge and making sure that we are an equitable organization. Yeah. That was what you said about diversifying your vendors. That was really interesting. So you're saying you're you're making sure that when you look at your vendors and your suppliers that you're getting business from companies that are owned by women, that are owned by minority populations. Is that what you were saying there? Absolutely. And 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 not just that and what how they diversify the how diversified their organization is and how we can get mm-hmm. them to that space as well. Um, We always are looking to definitely impact and effectuate the economic status of our surrounding communities. And so we're always looking to engage in conversations and heighten awareness of our vendors to find out how many um, Newark residents are employed and where there are opportunities for employment, how many community members have these types of opportunities makes a difference to um, the economic status of that community, of this community. So we're always looking to heighten awareness and help provide opportunities for our vendors. Yeah, that's super interesting and a fascinating example of how a hospital or health system can impact the community in ways that you know may, may not be super obvious, but definitely impactful for your community as a whole. So thank you for that. And then the next thing I want to ask you about is a report that came out recently from IBM showing that just one in 10 C-suite positions are held by women and that there's been no increase in women holding executive positions since 2019. Um, The gap is even wider for women of color who hold just one in 25 C-suite positions. So looking at health systems, um, what do you think are some of the top barriers to access for women when it comes to executive positions? And what are some steps you believe that health systems and hospitals could take to recruit more female executives, particularly women of color? 
Yeah, this is, you know, something near and dear to my heart um, as I sit in that very same intersection, right? So I'm a woman of color and I sit in the C-suite and the opportunity for me to get here in this 27-year journey here just at this institution was not direct. And so we wanted to make sure that we are intentionally having efforts around recruitment, retention, and development. And so it's not enough to have a position posted and be very passive to throw the net out, let's say, very wide and see what we catch, but to be very Mm -hmm. intentional with um, engaging organizations and associations that provide the talent as well as the diversity that we would need to recruit in these areas. And so it's about being very, very intentional about our process and how we are implementing our recruitment strategies. We talk about retention and, you know, employee engagement. You want to make sure that there is a a pipeline and processes in place, that there's availability for succession planning. So you have people that are in our organization that need opportunity to learn and grow in areas, and we need to provide uh, platforms and vehicles to get people in that space. And also development, and so on our corporate level, we have a platform for our Women's Leadership Alliance, and so we look at just the ability for mentorship, for community service, volunteerism, and leadership uh, development to develop our rising leaders in our organization. And on the local levels, we have business resource groups where we have very intentional uh, groups that are set aside where the employees voluntarily participate in these affinity groups, business resource groups, actually lend their voice to the table. So where there is a gap in services or abilities to provide these platforms, we listen to our employees and we give them the opportunity to advocate and raise awareness through education to build these platforms. And so our AWARE group here, which is for our women leadership here, and it's not necessarily leadership, it's to promote advocacy for women in our organization, it's not an exclusive business resource group. It's very inclusive. And I'll give mm-hmm. you just a tad bit of what I mean by that. It's for anybody that wants to raise awareness and support the elevation of women in our organization. My introduction to leadership at this facility was not by someone who looked like me or even had the lived experience that that I had. And believe me, it was the quintessential white male that took on a mentorship role in my life and also Mm -hmm. sponsor. And I think it's just very important for us to understand mentorship and sponsorship. So the mentorship part of working with a mentor and a mentee is that the mentor kind of helps the mentee achieve or stay accountable to their goals. Whereas with a sponsorship, and this is what we need more of, is that when the voice is not at the table, those who are at the table are able to carry the voice of that individual to the table. So being able to speak for my work when I am not at that level or at that table or at that meeting, 
that somebody there is able to speak for my work and invite me into the conversation that now gives me the opportunity to have exposure and advancement in our organization. So I think that is just a very important space where we definitely have to grow and keep our employees engaged with the availabilities and opportunities to have those spaces. Yeah, so it sounds like from what you're saying, two big important pieces of this puzzle are one, making sure that you're very intentional behind the people you're looking for, like you said, not just casting a wide net, and also making sure that these mentee-mentor relationships are very strong and with the right people as the mentor. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Atia, thank you so much for this discussion. It was fascinating, and I appreciate all of your answers, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I think this is a very important um, platform to keep in the forefront of what's going on in our corporate spaces as well as in the world today. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you and have a great day.